Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Podcast Go, iTunes at Podcast Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I am your host, the Renegade Commander Clark. Off to my left, I have Harold Bowles. Totally porked Ashley. <laughs> he was porked? <laughs> <laughs> Pork is a commodity in space. And to his left, we have Steve the Findom Smith. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> we have our special guest. Kyle. Da- <laughs> Thank you for that, Harry. Very much appreciated. Why? <laughs> Sorry, good. And to the left of Steve, we have that sweet, sweet boy, Kyle Page. <laughs> and to the left of Kyle, we have Ralph DeStefano. I have to stop Saren. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight's game is going to be the original Mass Effect for the Xbox 360. Uh, So what's everyone's initial impressions? Uh, Quite honestly, I don't remember what my original impression was because it was so long ago when it came out. But I can tell you I was incredibly excited that I got to play it again, especially for that. Being a first-timer on this all around, I was finally to see, I was excited to see what some of the hype was about let me know pretty much i heard before like one was pretty good two was a lot better three and toward like the ending whatever so yeah i i was looking forward to actually getting to play it and i'll have more for you in a little bit harry so i heard uh kyle rant and rave about this for the better part of what five six years now very long time (laughs) that long so i never picked it up before so this was my first playthrough of the game i was pleasantly surprised playing this game i have a lot of good things to say about it we'll get into some of the details because i'm not going to say it's all 100 percent there but overall i I did enjoy the game and i'll I'll probably probably look into some of the newer games ralph i have to admit for reasons that i cannot explain i've avoided this franchise it looked like something i'd be interested in but i never played it and after about the first 15 minutes i was pissed at myself for being that way I really, really enjoyed it from the the absolute get-go. I liked the music. I liked the setting. I liked how they had built and structured the, the universe and the stories and the different races and everything. That first cutscene, I was hooked. I had it like day one. I was super on the hype train for it. Love this game. Love this franchise. One's admittedly not the best of the series, but it is. it sets up so much for the rest of the trilogy that just it's a staple to me. It's the building block. Yeah, absolutely. It's about as good as No Man's Sky. <laughs> wow. Oh. How dare you, sir? Man. How dare you? You know I just did that to, you know, light it's the fire, now. get it going. Now, no, oh, it's on. Sorry, as we discuss this game tonight, can I please recommend no spoilers of the further games in the franchise? Yeah, no. Uh, I I, okay. I will not get into any of the spoilers I, I for 2 and 3. I want to keep the talk strictly to yeah, absolutely. The first game. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that because you know spoilers? No, I don't. That's because we He doesn't spoilers. want the spoilers. Yeah, he yeah. wants to actually play. Well, because I did read some spoilers for the second game. 
like how it starts. No. Like the right, yeah, well, don't I, do that. I don't want to know. Like the first <laughs> thing that happens. You're walking a thin line there, Ralph. <laughs> I, I will say it starts off with a bang. It's fantastic. What? Boom! Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Fuck you. <laughs> I get it. Universe. <laughs> Game development. All right, yeah, so let's move on to game development. Pretty much, Kyle has a lot written down. He's kind of like one of the biggest fanboys of this game that I personally know. So I was going to kind of let you take away and and run through some of the points that you wanted to. So this originally started off with LucasArts coming to BioWare to make them a Star Wars game. The Star Wars game ended up being the Knights of the Old Republic. Woo! Apparently, Ralph is a fan. Great game. Franchise. So they were given the option between make a game based on episode two or... (laughs) Not a fan of that, apparently. I'm so glad they did not do that. Ralph pooped. But they chose the latter option, which was make a game 4,000 years in the past to episode one. They felt it gave them more creativity. BBY. What? BBY. Remember, Ralph's sitting next to you. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get interrupted. (laughs) So should I just ignore him then? 4,000 years... Uh, BBY before the Battle of Yavin. Is this in the same universe as Star Wars? No. 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 no it's no. not. Oh, it's Mass Effect's not. Has, no. has yeah, nothing not to do yeah. with that. But KOTOR is. Mass Effect's not. Knights, Knights of the, the Old Republic. Republic. So anyway, they made the Knights of the Old Republic, and then they decided they wanted to do it again, but they wanted to do it with their own universe, their own lore, their own story, so on and so forth. And that's how they came up with SFX, which actually com- it translates to Science Fiction X. And this is what it was called for pretty much the entirety of its production until they realized it was a magazine called SFX and they had to change it to something else in which they came up. Hmm. So pretty cool. I think so. At least. I think so too, Kyle. <laughs> so the lead on this one was Casey Hudson. He um, had previously worked on Knights of the Old Republic like we just talked about. And it took them six to eight months and 130 people to come up with just how this game was going to look, just conceive the entire thing. Mass Effect uses Unreal Engine 3 for its groundwork. The full production actually took about three to four years. The majority of this time was spent developing the tech for digital actors, the space exploration, and the squad combat. And it took them, of that time, three years to gather the dialogue. It totals an amount about 400,000 words. 20,000 lines spoken, the equivalent of 20 movies or four to five full novels. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like that's everything ridiculous. in this game is voice acted. It's incredible. And like some of the people that they have actually acting in it are actually like some of them are bigger names. Like not even just with like actual actors, but people. Oh yeah. I can't like say the one because it's in number three, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. When we, get, when we finally get to there. I mean, I picked up right away that Keith David was in the voice cast, um, and Lance Hendrickson is the admiral. Obviously, Seth Green is Joker. Oh, God, there were some Joker. that really that really jumped out. Yeah. And I, like, at the time, I didn't know who Seth Green was. I mean, like, I knew who he was, but, like, I didn't know he was Joker. I'm like, I know that voice. So I was really excited when I finally found out and looked it up who he was. Oh, it's Chris Griffin. So from the very beginning, Mass Effect was actually meant to be a trilogy. So if anybody had any qualms with that where they thought, oh, they just decided it did really well, we're going to do more. No, it was always meant to be a trilogy. The team actually took their inspirations from quite a bit of different things. But Deus Ex, Star Wars, Aliens, Blade Runner, Star Trek, and Starship Troopers. And then they actually based some of their animals, not their animals, their... Um, Alien races. There you go. That's the word. So like the Krogan, they're actually based off the wrinkle-faced bat. The Asari are basically just an all-female sexy race. Nice. 
<laughs> there goes that butt plug again. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Harry, what are you doing? <laughs> they actually made a male Asari, and then they just didn't like it at all. So they're like, no, no, we're not doing this. They're just sticking to all female. And that's why they're all female. They actually also have aquatic aspects, and their bright colored skin tones are actually influenced by this green skinned Orion from Star Trek. But does that mean they're asexual? Yeah, I romanced her, and I thought she said that they're not really female or male, that they're sort of, you know, both. They're sort of like they have like Octarian. A f- they have like a female joke. form, I believe, yeah. is like how they expressed it. They have like a female form right. with like typically human female parts, I believe, is, is right. exactly how they said it. Nice. But, um, but then she has a dick sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> so going down that, that storyline, and, and this is a little more story, yeah. uh, but, but I just wanted to like cover it here because we're at this point. If you romance her, she explains how their mating is, and Asari actually don't mate with other Asari because they think it weakens the bloodline. So but they, they can. They can, but they prefer to mate with other species to make more and more powerful Asari. This is getting hotter by the minute, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really like where this is going. I wish I got a little more in-depth with that. You missed out. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out, buddy. He hesitated in-depth. Oh, Thank- you, you, oh, you missed out taking that up, Harry. Thank yeah, you. You missed all the sex scenes. Yeah, apparently I did. That's all right. That's what second run throughs for. Yep. He romanced Rex. <laughs> is that and then the last ones are the solarians they're actually based off like the original science fiction aliens like the ones that we we see in our films and like we would think of as an alien a uh, big-eyed gray basically, exactly right? yeah they actually utilize this as the explanation for um when humans were abducted so that before we actually became a galactic species that's what they were for when did the game come out again 2007 I 2007 yeah. okay Good yeah, good yeah, good yeah. 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 Let's move into story. Story. One of the things that I really liked about the story, away from the main plot line, I found it very interesting hearing some of the stories behind the races. Like Yeah, they um I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like Rex's uh species, what, what were they called again? The Krogan. Krogan. The Krogan. They had that that Genophage, the genophage, yeah. where it was just wiping them out because that they couldn't sucks. couldn't reproduce. Yep, and I like just hearing these little tidbits and like what was... despite the four testicles they couldn't reproduce. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you talked to Garris too. Yeah. Wait, um, what? Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. And yeah. Then, like, like with the, the Salarians, they they they're like really speedy people because they think it's like like uh, inappropriate to waste people's time, but they live a very short lifespan, like forty years max. More or less. Or what was the the one chick who was like the she's like a pirate almost the quarry tally 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 aquarium yeah, she's aquarium yeah, like the whole thing where they have to go out and find a relic a pilgrimage yeah pil- the pilgrimage yes right, right, right. before they can join another fleet to offer that relic that that they pick pick up I don't remember some of the Asari storyline alludes me besides the mating with other species but I just really like. These these very in depth very like they were really fleshed out backgrounds of these races like you could tell somebody really loved to do the research and really put the time and effort into like really thinking these races oh, out yeah, yeah like oh, it's, sure it's, yeah. it's all like handcrafted and beautiful but I did spend a lot of time just wandering around the ship talking to the different characters um, even when I was at shoot what was the main base called Citadel Citadel, Citadel like talking to the people there because you get a lot of backstory on different races when you're in the Citadel I just found that a very amazing aspect of the game at how 
the background was developed. Oh, it sucks you in. Like you want to do all the side quests and everything else to to, to the game. Like you know, focusing just on the main, you do miss out on on quite a bit. And unfortunately, that's kind of how I had to play it for this to to meet the deadline. This is going to be one of my games on the side where I want to play everything. Your side piece. This is going to be my side piece. <laughs> my side piece. I forget. Was it the Solarians or the uh, Turians? that inflicted the genophage on the Krogan. It Turian. was originally developed by the Sarians. Yeah, the Salarians yeah. came Solarians, up with it, and yeah, they, needed the, they needed the Turians because the Salarians and the Krogan were fighting. They couldn't hold off the Krogan, but because the Turians are the biggest like force in the universe, they had to enlist them to actually inflict the genophage. But the Salarians are the ones that came up with yeah. it. And it's crazy because that's three races and they're my three favorite fucking yeah, races yeah. in this. Like the Asari are cool and everything, but like I love Garrus. I love Rex. I think Rex is like one of my favorite characters. That was, I really liked Rex. Yeah, Rex definitely. Was awesome. While we're on like backstories of different races, the was it Rachni? I forget the Rachni. The Rachni. The Rachni Trooper guys. I even like the Xenomorphs. The, the background behind those guys too. Like I mean, it wasn't as in depth as some of the other ones, but but you the, obviously see that it's literally aliens. That whole chapter, that whole mission. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as as soon as I came up the elevator, like walked through, and like oh yeah, they've been attacking us, whatever. And one pops out of the vent. I was like, this is this is fucking aliens. Like, literally. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, oh, we found, we found a queen, and uh, we, we found an egg, and it has been it was on a derelict ship. And I'm like, really? Yep. An alien in a derelict ship? Like, this isn't, like, almost to the point where I was angry. Like, this isn't even like, oh, it's an homage. No, this is fucking copyright infringement. Like, you are literally taking, like, oh, oh, we got this planet and this planet and this planet. You know what? Let's, let's just make an alien's planet. Nobody wanna Like, come on. Yeah, actually, the the Krogan were brought in to kill all the Rachni. Right, I remember that <clears throat> that story bit too. Actually. So, I have a question. Since we're on the Rachni, what did everybody do? Scorched that bitch. I killed it as well. I let her this go. This playthrough, actually, I killed I, it as well. I let her go. This playthrough, I actually killed her. I always let her go every, I every usually single time. Let her but go. But I had well. to nope. kill her for renegade. And purposes. it is species. Fuck it. I let her go. Uh, I, I figured, like, if I'm going to be playing the later games, by saving a whole species, it could help me somewhere down the line. And I think that's something this game does a really great job of, is you really think about the decisions, because it will affect what happens in the future. Like, I had a very hard time playing Renegade through this, because I knew what was going to happen, like, what could potentially happen in the future. It hurt. So something about the story that I think is worth discussing. Without jumping around on side quests, if you wait to hammer them all out, at a certain particular point in the game, which I did a couple side quests. We'll, we'll get into that later, but I didn't like overkill it. I thought the pacing of the story was good. It was just enough story to keep me hanging on to the next part of the story. And then just enough gameplay to keep me hanging off Agreed. to the next gameplay. Yeah. Like I thought it was a very good ratio of story and gameplay. Yeah. The balance and pacing in this game is incredible. But yeah, I've, I've never been like bored where I'm like, Oh God, I, I have to like slog through this conversation. Cause even the, even the choices that you can make in the conversations are awesome. And seeing the people's different reactions, like, you know, any conversation that you have, it's a different reaction based on whatever you choose on that wheel. And it's just a really cool thing, especially when you go and play through it twice. One of my favorite story beats is the fact that Shepard is kind of taking the place of Anderson, Admiral Anderson as a specter. Yeah, he has the mm -hmm. failed time of being a specter. It's like pretty much his tryout and he fails. And then 
Shepard gets that opportunity and just exceeds all expectations. I don't know about you guys, but I was always a dick to the council because they were always a dick to Shepard. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Like, really? It was just the Turian. The Turian was a real asshole. The Asari was an asshole to me. I don't know what I said in like my things, but the Asari was always a dick to me. The Turian was like, well, Shepard's kind of right because he's a little bit. I know you play mostly Paragon. When you play through, yeah. if you're a renegade, the Turian's kind of cool with you, but the but the Asari is like, no, 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 no. Okay. I was I was also shocked that since I was playing through as renegade, Liara like opened up all of her dialogue to me at some point. Uh, it was kind of surprising. I, I banged Liara in the game, and it was like still a renegade. Nice. Team Liara, Team Liara. That was a bad high five. <laughs> you have to look at the elbow, man. <laughs> He's just flailing. I know. Just, <laughs> you never learned how to high five, right? Jesus. I just watched that happen, and I really wish I didn't. So, <laughs> so much respect. Somebody, for quick, lobotomize me. So, <laughs> yes. so, yeah, one of the one of the points in the game, like you can have sex with like different characters. Harry said he had sex with Ashley. Uh, Shepard spent a lot of time in his bunk alone, though. <laughs> 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 My shepherd had sex with Liara and the consort, so I had two Asaris. Wait, you banged the consort? Yes. Yeah. How did you do that? I was a renegade. I say renegade. Every time I did Paragon, I didn't get it. Well, I, I only went to the Citadel as part of the main story. I didn't go back ever. Oh, so there's oh, a lot of story as, there. Right, I know, but that, I didn't I didn't go back. Yeah. As soon as I finished the consort's mission. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You go, you go, you run an errand for her on the Citadel, you come back, and if you talk to her the right way, she'll bang you. Okay. The, oh, most women the, work. You just got to talk to them the right way. <laughs> <laughs> so so the re the really funny part about that whole sequence is you're there with Garrus and Rex. Well, for me anyway, oh. I was there with Garrus and Rex, and they just start like making Tag out. But the, but in the cutscene they show them in the room. Oh, that's weird. And and when when like the end of the cutscene's there, and like Shepard's like standing up off of the couch, you just like <laughs> Garrus and Rex just. Popped into the background. <laughs> it was just like well, they watched the entire thing. They're like, "Whoa, they're banging." Should we go? Yeah. And then Rex is like, "My balls don't work. <laughs> I got four of them. None of them work." No, my shepherd sh uh, saved the galaxy as a virgin. Shaved the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Whose galaxy and what's what's she like? Oh, oh. <laughs> shaved her. Oh. No, yeah, he, he was a virgin because I only found out afterwards in the achievements that you could bang. And then <laughs> she bangs, she bangs. son of a bitch, I missed out on a lot. So play through number <laughs> just so you can bang. Yes, yeah. that's going to be a reason. The galaxy, the council, I don't it's give a shit. all about that digital pussy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much one and done. You have to pretty much pick one person unless you bang the consort. I actually tried to. Maybe the three of us can work something out. What? There's a Wait, what? there's a dialogue option when when so okay. I had decided that I was going to romance uh, Liara like fairly early on, but I still like just because like, I went around and talked to everybody. And I must have said the wrong thing to Williams because she. I got the cutscene where they both like confront me. They're like, maybe we should talk about this before things become more awkward. Oh man! <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. and I was like, uh, okay, you're real romancing two women. No, I, I, I was you like, slut. I think Do I asked. Not a player no more. <laughs> I'm not a player. I asked just Ashley like about like, <laughs> I guess her family. And then, like, I did not try to, like, romance her at all. She has daddy issues. Don't ask about that family. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, well, I, I found all that out. But, no, you get a separate cutscene in, like, 
in the council, not the council, no, what where, where do they call it? <laughs> council hall. In, the, on the Normandy, the, the though. The comm room. The comm room, thank you. Oh, ah, okay. Gonna and, desecrate your throne. <laughs> right. And they they both come in and they're like, like well, you, you know, you need to make a choice. And I was like, okay, this could be funny. So I picked, because they had three options, like, I choose, I choose you, Ashley, or, or Ashley, leave. Or I choose you, Liara, and then at the bottom it's like maybe the three of us could dot dot die. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I was like, oh, whatever, boop, and I clicked it, and 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 Ashley's like, she's like, uh, not in your not in your wildest dreams, Commander, and like walks out. Yeah, do you know why? Because Ashley's a fucking rate a speciesist. Well, I did know that. Yeah, completely. I caught on to that. She like Kate. both of the humans that you can like have on your squad are like super anti alien. Yeah. And they both really pissed me off. So one of the things I actually felt helped with the immersion is if you noticed, like you said earlier about the uh, elevator, after you do side quests or complete one of the main missions, they'll talk about it on the elevator ride. Oh, yeah. Just briefly, but enough they are like, oh, shit, I just did that. I thought that was really cool. You can actually overhear conversations in the Citadel as well where they'll be talking about what you've been doing. Specifically in like CSEC, you hear that a lot, and you hear it in the council chamber. In the Citadel. It's kind of cool. It's just like a neat little, like, there's so many subtle things in this game that I think are really what make it great. Definitely. You can tell that there's heart and care put into the franchise from the get-go. The only the only time I was in the Citadel and I had one of those, like, boom, like, news broadcasts talked about the Exogeny, the colony that you can save. And depending on how many people survive dictates how you know how well it will do and that kind of thing i'm sure you guys know exactly what i'm talking about it's on pharaohs yeah, Pharos. yeah. N- Pharos. none of them made it out for me. <laughs> really you yeah. killed you killed everybody you didn't use the grenades no renegade. killed every single one yeah i went renegade so that that oh, was right. that was it it was just that's everyone dies so i i never play like well my first playthrough of a new one uh, i will always play like devout renegade no matter what for this playthrough, I kind of did mix and match, but I ended with mostly Renegade. But there are certain things that I wanted to have for this playthrough, because when I play through two and three, I want to have a coherent storyline with the things that I wanted specifically. I can I can go you know hard Renegade when I need to, but I have some Paragon points from certain things. So when you start off, you are... Just a military guy, some shepherd or female, depends. Femship. Is Femship. Femship, what's her first name? Uh, Jane, unless oh, you change it to Jane something Shepherd. else. Yeah, Jane and John. That's exciting. Kind of like Jane and John Doe, in case you go into a hospital and no one... Oh! oh. 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 What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you, you go on this first mission to uh, Eden Prime. And it's supposed to just be, like, they're checking out this new technology on this ship, and it turns into your first mission as a tryout to become a Spectre, the first human Spectre. So, you succeed, you become the Spectre, and then everything becomes about Saren. Everything is about finding Saren, because you find out that he ends up capping one of his Turian friends, who was a Spectre that you actually went there with. Saren's a dick. Yeah, he was the guy that was trying you out for the Spectres, actually. Nihilus. His name was Nihilus. And so Saren decided to kill Nihilus because he found out that he was there and he was involved with the Geth, who is a synthetic race. So after you become the Spectre, you start going around the galaxy trying to find information about Saren and where he is. Yeah, so essentially the the way that you're tasked with finding Saren throughout all these different things is 
since it's really hard to track him, you actually start just tracking the geth and where the geth are showing up. You get your, you know, your initial main story beats where really it's just kind of geth showing up until you hit Benezia, who is this mystery woman that actually turns out to be Liara's mom. Right, the voice by uh, Deanna Troy from Star Trek. Yes, yes, yes. she is. Um, so that's why that was so familiar. Let's just real quick uh, mention the fact that Shepard was like Im- imprinted by a, um, what, a uh, not a conduit, a... Uh, oh, the beacon. beacon. Yeah, beacon. he finds Thank the beacon. beacon on Eden Prime. The Prothean beacon. That's a good point. I could over that. No, you're good. And, a noob. And that, <laughs> that becomes a... Yeah, that that's a... That's recurring a, thing. That's a plot point, for sure. So... When you fight Benezia, that's when you get to make the Rachni decision, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah Which, Benezia. fun fact, I actually did that mission first out of the three. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, I did. I think I did Benezia first as well. God. It was it was a little tougher. I, I remember that doing that first. Yeah. I did it last. It's the biotics. The biotics are just ridiculous. Yeah. The Asari commandos are fucking nuts. You're essentially just kind of following the puzzle pieces to get to Saren. All of this ends up leading you on this chase to the Mu Relay into the Terminus system. The Terminus system is out of the control of the Citadel and the Council. The Alliance. The Alliance. Once you travel in there, you have your main mission is uh, Ilios. There you meet Virgil. Virgil is a Prothean AI that tells you, hey... This ship that Saren is using, Sovereign, actually is controlling everybody. It's a Reaper, which is really the first time that you get confirmation that the Reapers exist. This whole time, also, you're find you find another beacon. You get more of these like glimpses into an old Prothean kind of SOS message. And Liara, the entire time, is kind of unlocking and teaching you these things. Well, Virgil gives you pretty much the keys to the kingdom. Earlier on, Matriarch Benezia, this is how you find out Saren's dirty, is um, you can hear Matriarch Benezia saying in one step closer. So that's where you initially hear the Reapers. But yeah, he he basically confirms that the Reapers are a real thing. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I thought that when Sovereign actually speaks to you on um, what the tropical, like, Vermeer. I thought that was when it was like, look, you're you're basically a Reaper through the, through the conversation that they were having. That And then they talked about how uh, the Thorian is that gigantic plant thing. Oh, there's, yes. Uh, there's an Asari who was like being know, kept right. by yeah. the Thorian. She's the one that talks about how Sovereign the has cipher. control over people who are around it. Right. And she gives you the Cypher, which, right, is, right. which is kind of like the Rosetta Stone for starting to figure it out. Yeah, but yeah. but it's still, it, still doesn't, it still doesn't fully click with you until after you've talked to Virgil that, you know, Oh, Sovereign is, in fact, a Reaper that is not just, like, a one-off. There's still tons of Reapers, and all he's doing is opening the door. He's the gatekeeper. Right. To allow them to come yep. through and destroy the universe. I really liked the uh, the story bit where, in order to sustain the AI, he had to slowly, over the century, turn off different life support systems for the... Or, not life support, but the... Uh, yeah, the cryogenic, right? Cryo-freezing. The other Protheans. Was, he he kept select personnel. Yeah, the non-essential, non-essential. personnel yeah, until that, it was nobody left. Pretty much. Well, no, he said it was it was a couple scientists that they opened and they did they did some work and then they slowly 
probably died of starvation because there was no food or water. It's actually um, part of the story that the scientists that did survive found out that the seekers in the Citadel send out a signal. The keepers? The keepers, yes, the keepers. That they send out a signal that actually turns the Citadel into a relay, and that's where all the Reapers just mass teleport to. So they actually changed that signal, which is what forces Sovereign to actually go to the Citadel to do it himself. I, oh, sorry, I, I know we talked about the different races again. I, I don't think we talked about the Reapers as a race. How after every uh, what, like genocide, more or less, yeah, one would stay back. Yeah. And the whole journey of that one, more or less, that, that was kind of like the beacon for the other ones. And how it would go in and out of consciousness to just kind of gauge, cool, where's this galaxy at at this point? Wait till they're at the pinnacle of their existence and then call everybody over. Yeah. 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 Oh, they also, um, like, all the mass relays and everything like that is all old Prothean te- or old Reaper technology that the Protheans are used to harness and travel around the universe. You find out that, like, the Citadel is actually, like, Reaper tech as well. And it's kind of crazy because it makes this existential, like, you're building off of, like, just dead civilizations over and over and over again. And then the Reapers come and wipe you out, but they don't wipe out the Citadel. That's left there for the next, uh, yeah, the, the next one, the the next like apocalypse event. I don't understand how these civilizations that keep fighting the Citadel don't take some kind of hint from that. Like, what's this? We just found this entire place. Oh, cool. Let's just let's just make this our main base. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, seem right because it's because it's, <laughs> it's a source of technology. I mean, but yeah, they're can... they're very very willing to trust something that they don't know anything about. It's like, oh, this floats and we don't die on it. Uh, why not? <laughs> like they don't use it as a model to make their own base. They just like show up and start cutting metal and making their own things within inside of it. That's a very good point. Like, why wouldn't you? You could base your technology off of it, maybe. But like, if we were to find a UFO out in the desert somewhere. We wouldn't be like, oh, let's move in it. No, we would dissect it, take it apart, look at it, and then build something new off of it. It's, like it's a good point. State. Very much so. Yeah. Then you have your showdown. Uh, you <laughs> show, show, show. <laughs> uh, so, th- so then you have the the. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> Bam. You have your showdown with Saren. And Wait, who's Saren? S- really? Oh, I have I to see, find Saren. I see what he did there. I see that. That was. We need to stop Saren. Ralph, did you beat this one? The council is a bunch of idiots. <laughs> you beat this game, right? Yes. Well, okay, why do you right. say what? I beat this. I beat, I beat it. All right. So <laughs> what happens with Saren is if you have a high enough charisma, you can talk him out of going, you know, crazy, and he'll just off himself. He'll see through. Really? Yep. Well, yeah. I've never I've, done that. I was wondering. Wait, are you being I, sarcastic? No, I'm dead serious, and I maxed out everything. Like you I have went. To, you have to max out your charm. Oh, you can't oh, do it. Oh, I renegade? said charisma, didn't no. I? I said charisma. Oh, no, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Charm. That's, it that's had to be the charm. It's what charm. It is. My, yeah, it's not the intimidate. My intimidate was like two, and then my charm was all oh, the way wow. up. Oh, I, no, I didn't. I know did that. that as well, Ralph. Now, mm. am I getting out of a battle? Yes. Yo, yeah, there's a, there's a boss. You have to fight it's Saren an, twice. It's an easy right. fight, to be honest. Well, he floats okay. around on a little... Yeah, that though. first one, actually, I got a little... I'll be honest, I got a little pissed off at it because he's floating on his little hoverboard. I shoot him for less than 30 seconds. He goes down. I'm like, that was kind of anticlimactic. Must have been using the right type of ammo. So when I got to Saren and the blue option appeared that I could basically keep talking to him, trying to talk him out of it, it was pretty quick where he's just like, you know what, you're right. 
you are right, Shepard. I, 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 how could I do this? Blah, 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 blah. And then he puts, he puts his pistol to his, to his head and he falls over. Yeah, you, you talk him out of his indoctrination. Right. Thank you. At that point, I thought, ooh, is this kind of like in Fallout? Where if you have a high enough charisma, certain certain games, I think the first game and maybe the third game, like you can like speak to the final boss. You can actually, through dialogue, defeat them. Yeah. And then that's it. I thought, oh, did I, is it the same kind of a concept where I just talked Saren out of it and he offed himself and that's it, the end. I skipped the final boss battle. And then, of course, I later found out that, yeah, he, he gets... I don't know, mutated or whatever by um, sovereign, yeah. by sovereign, and then and then you get the the true final boss battle, and that boss battle was tough. So I did it first try, actually. So oh, there's yeah. a yeah. huge, huge I, choice that you have to make right when you go to right when you go to fight Saren. Where is it? Save the council? Oh, yeah. oh or yeah. send all of your stuff to oh, yeah, fight Sovereign. What did everybody do? Sent everything to Sovereign. I did that as well. Yeah, did not. I did, I did it's both. The, it's the Ren. What? I did both. So, with with the decision, I thought it was. I, I missed the part that the council's on the Asari ship. I thought mm-hmm. it was like save the Asari or focus on focus on sovereign, sovereign basically. So the first time I did it, I had the the cutscene where she's like, "Oh, our shields are down, and we're this, we're this," and Joker's like, "Boop." Like turns around, and she's like, "Ah, oh, they disconnected," she, oh, and then boom, you see it blow up. And I was like, "That's that's not really what I wanted to do." So, <laughs> re- <laughs> so, I, so, I, reloaded. so I reloaded, and I did the other version. I thought, okay, what? How how could this? What would this outcome change? And it seems that basically we just had humans come in with their ships and like catch all the fire for them, and we lost hundreds of humans, but we saved the council and all. Yeah, the so that actually gives you another choice. If you don't save the council, who oh. didn't save the council? I did I d- not. I did I not. Yeah, I killed. Okay, so when the council dies, you get the opportunity to have mankind lead the council, and you have to pick between Udina and Anderson. I had that choice. Did you really? Yeah, because you get to see who who has a seat on the council. I think. Because yeah, because if you save oh, them, you, no. you get a seat. It's just humanity's not leading them. Gotcha. Yeah, so humanity gets to lead the council if you let the council die. So you become like the head of the council instead of just having a seat. Okay. I found that was, as far as the story aspect goes, I thought that was um, a little much. I feel like that, like like if this was were, were an actual thing, I think that's like. You, you think that <laughs> hey, you would act like it's like a coup d'état? Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, think humans would act like Absolutely. that? Hey, we just got in. I'm just saying oh, we do. <laughs> like so we that's took that's the United for the States course. from the natives. I'm yeah, just saying. no, absolutely, no, absolutely, that's we totally do. And that's why I didn't choose Udina to be the fucking dude. Did no. anybody choose no. Udina? No, Udina. It's, it's, it's Anderson. I did because Fuck he, was he was clearly like a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to hear more Senator Palpatine. I wanted to hear more Keith David's soothing tone, so I picked. You say you disagree? I did. Yeah, I disagree. Agree. Like Anderson is a fantastic military person. You picked Udina. I, dude, I hate wow. Udina. He's a dick, but he's a fucking politician. Yeah. Oh man. What happens oh. to Anderson? Yeah. Down so the road? is Donald Trump. I and look can't where tell we're you at. What no, he's a celebrity. No. He's a celebrity. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> I mean, Ralph, if you want, I'll tell you afterwards. So I'm not spoiling it for Harry. Yeah. Like wrong. Udina the entire time okay. is just nothing but politician, and that's what needs to be on the council, not. A military person we need him to like 
control our fleets and like do what we need to do with that. Nah, I wanted Anderson to represent humanity because he missed his shot at being a Spectre. I wanted Anderson on there because I think he's just a more decent human being than oh, Udina. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. wanted so, Anderson on there because Udina can't take a punch and just get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. one shot. Has a glass fucking jaw. I don't want that guy running I did anything. make that choice, by the way. Yeah. I had Anderson oh, yeah. go send directly to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, and it's oh, like, you know it's what? your choice. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go there. It's more personal. I'm like, I knew I liked this fucking cool. guy for a reason. Wait, which which choice was this? Uh, uh, when you're sitting in flux at the, the club. You're in like, lockdown on the Citadel. Yeah, you get locked down at the Citadel. Do you want to go to security room or do you want to go punch Anderson in the face? Or um, Udina. That. And that's wh- that's another reason that I didn't allow Udina to be on the council is because he locked you down. He locked down a specter, which doesn't even... You can't do that. He's not part of the council. That's true, but he is part of the human navy. Yeah, but... So he can he, technically do that. He he oh, can't oh, man. to a specter. Specter is above... Anything else, it's the council and specters, and that's it. I'm a member of he, Spectre. But he was a human first before he was a Spectre. But, and he but he's does, a Spectre now. And he, you have the opportunity. I'm a renegade, dude. I play the game <laughs> renegade style. Like, fuck Udina. Like, fuck all that shit. Oh, I'm right there with you. I hated Udina. Yeah, so I fuck him. I didn't give him any power. Yeah, so, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. I do have a Just question fuck about em. earlier on in the game. I do, too. Did anybody fail to find the Quarian? When you were going with um, in the back alley, you had like three minutes to do it. You were in Kor's den. You you could fail. Did anybody fail? Oh, and not find Tally. Exactly. Oh, oh no. no. Did anybody no. fail that? No. 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 You definitely was had. this early in the game. Tally. You yeah. had. Yeah. It's the Very. way you unlock Tally. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So Did, you can not get her. Yeah. I essentially yeah. think. I think they end up killing. I've actually never failed. I've. I was wondering if anybody else did to find out what happened. Oh, I know what you're talking about. How could, like, that's got to be really hard to fail, though. Right. Yes. So, uh, here's the thing. Did anybody kill Rex? No, I saved no. Rex. I saved I Rex. I didn't, okay, I did not look up any guide when playing this game. Mm-hmm. No. Afterwards, after I beat the game, I was like, oh, shit, he could have died there. Yeah. But, yeah. But, okay. The crazy, the, sorry, the crazy outcomes to that is, is, is awesome, too. <laughs> There's, like, three different ways that he dies. I realized after like just playing because like Harry, I went back afterwards. I'm like, all right, how the fuck could that have happened? Like otherwise, mm-hmm. there's one where one of the options was just shoot him in the face. Like, yeah, just shoot him. It's could... like I don't want to do that. He's like my favorite dude to have in my squad. Not happening. You can do it yourself. You could fi- like if you fail and he's about to kill you, Ashley or Caden will fucking shoot him. Yeah, or you can command. One of them, or I think you can command. Yeah, yeah or you can tell them to yeah. to kill him. The first time that I did that conversation with Rex, apparently I didn't make the decision fast enough, and Ashley shot him. Yes, oh, I read wow. about that too. And then I reloaded and used charm and kept him. Yeah, I yeah. was I was able to intimidate slash renegade my way out of having to shoot him. I was I was very happy for that. When I saw a red option, I'm like, oh god, please. Don't oh yeah, and it's it. like it's the one he's just like. The, the it's like the last one before you have to make the decision. Yeah. yeah. And you can choose and just be like, no, fucking think about this. Like, if you fucking do this, it's not going to end well for anybody. Put your gun down. You're part of my group. I'll make sure you're taken care of. And he's just like, all right, you're right, Shepard. And like puts his gun Shepherd? down. But, like, it's crazy just because of like how hard nosed and stubborn the fucking Krogan are that you like back one down with intimidate. Yeah. And he shows you so much respect after you have the conversation with him once you get back to the ship after that. It's fucking awesome. What about Ashley and Caden? Ashley died. 
I fucking killed Ashley without even thinking about it. I always send Caden to die. I fucking hate Ashley. I sent Caden because I was still thinking about that menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph was still hopeful. He's like, I'm not going to let this dream die. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead, Harry. Sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, because Kyle mentioned something before I even started this game. He's like, depending how you play, somebody's going to die. Or something. You said something to me along those lines. So I was thinking in the back of my head the whole time. Like, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? And then I get to that mission. And then they force you to kind of have both of them walking around with you at some point i'm like that that's a bit odd and <laughs> you know what i mean and then they're like who do you want to send it's on vermeer it's yeah, on yeah. Vermeer. it's yeah. literally after you make the decision with rex yeah, yeah. they're so, both yeah, standing yeah. there on exactly. the beach you're like what the fuck and, i gotta do this again and then it gets to the point where they're like who do you want to send with it was the salarians right yeah yes. the salarian squad and i was like oh shit is it whoever i send is gonna die <laughs> or is it whoever i keep is gonna die so i sent Caden out thinking that he was going to be the one that died and then it got to the other point and they're like oh man she's stuck under the bomb but he's getting attacked by other units like who do you want and i was like oh like like there's so many times where you could probably change with who you want to kind of go with yeah but i i did let Caden die even though i used him in my party a good chunk of the game Really? I did. I never used him. I never used him mission. either. No, I, not when you didn't have to anyway. Early game, he had like super amount of shields. Maybe it was the armor I had or some he's of the... A biotic. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Biotics just, are overpowered. Yeah, he just instantly is like, boom, shields. Yeah. Good. I don't know, he just seemed like really solid early game. I just didn't like that, like weapon-wise, he was only really good with like pistols. And I fucking hated... I mean, we'll get into that in gameplay, but... Sure. Go nuts. So one thing I wanted to bring up as a testament to Bioware is we're all talking about the deaths or not deaths of all these characters and how hard it was to make a decision. I think that's fantastic. They made a game that that was that hard to make decisions on, that you were that invested into the characters. Absolutely. I got mad I couldn't pause because I needed more time to make some of the decisions. And then I just hit the Xbox button. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) And he's a dick. Fuck. (laughs) But where it actually, I was sitting there, and I know I've played games before where if you just sit and do nothing, it's going to make a decision for you. I don't want it to do that. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So, yeah, uh, kudos to them. Now, Bioware is a Class A developer, and a lot of their games are very, very good and very story-driven like that. It really got me into this story. I like that. I got something. Go nuts. Um, I told you I was going to... Go gonna... cashews. <laughs> Told you I was going to prove you wrong about knowing about the Reapers early on. He can. I think this is a story. If you look at your map while in the council chamber, it's a fucking Reaper. The room is shaped exactly like a Reaper. Now that you say it, because of kind of how it's like up and then it comes out, it almost looks like, because when I saw the Reaper like at the end going towards the Citadel, I'm like, it's a giant fucking squid. And then well, yeah, because that's—I mean—the Reapers made it. They made it in their own image. That, that's what I'm saying. Like you knew about the, you knew about. Uh, yeah, so that's what you're subliminal imaging. Blown. I mean, <laughs> mind blown. Did you Based. know that the first oh. time you played though? Mind maybe blown. Yeah, no, I see you no, didn't. you did. I see him peeking behind that that pop filter. <laughs> so there was a line. I believe this is when you're talking to the Salarian scientist who's kind of crooked. Which one? Where? <laughs> like which one? They're all fucking crooked. Uh, no, there are a few. Well, not the this... guy. Um, the guy behind the desk that you. Yeah. Can get. He's not a scientist. I don't think he's well, like a. Uh, I'm sorry. He's oh, a, the, the head landlord? of like a research. Yeah. Exogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 guy. Oh, the guy. landlord at Exogen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he... like, you can't go back there. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. so. 
Uh, he mentions the line, information is power. Not only resonated with, like, in-game, but I thought it was just, like, there's a big theme throughout this game of information is power. Because the more you know, the more it'll affect your decisions. And I thought that was, like, almost like that could have been the slogan for this game. Well, that's part of why it's called Mass Effect. Isn't that right, uh, Kyle? You have an effect on the worlds around you and basically the universe. It's And it's massive. <laughs> I thought the technology in the game was the Mass Effect. Yeah, the Mass Effect was the technology. Oh, in the oh game. I'm sorry. Symbolism. <laughs> Whoa. I like where you go with it, though. Let's move on to gameplay. 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 I enjoyed a lot of the gameplay, except for one tiny little thing. Oh, I bet you I know what it is. Yeah, let's talk about Running, the Mako. Yeah, that, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but okay, go ahead. Oh, well, uh, yeah, the Mako, absolute garbage. I will say in the mechanics and a lot of the stuff they did with the game, awesome. That was seriously probably the most frustrating part of it anything with the game for me for actual gameplay when we talk about the mako we're talking about the the rover the, that you the vehicle yeah that's yeah. the mako yeah. Yeah. got it the mako is only in the first game that i will say the the mako is really my only complaint with the gameplay that i that i really really had the other thing is like the menu system isn't like the best i wish there was a better way to sort some of the all the attachments I would agree and stuff with like that. that. Yeah, oh, the, the menu option yeah. for the actual equipment was kind of a pain in the ass. Before I went to Vermeer, I ended up just like equipping the best for everything and then just selling everything in my entire kit. It's pretty much what I picked up. I would keep a few in the inventory if I needed on the spot Omni Gel for something, but right. other than that, it was usually just to get a boatload of cash. No, I didn't sell a single item. No? Really? How did you have space? I, I didn't sell stuff either. Very no, I broke everything down into the Omni Gel. Oh, oh okay. so frustrating. Anytime you, like... I just didn't think it was worth anything. Well, the worst, like, the worst stuff's at it the bottom. Be, so if you, like, break down one of the bottom ones that are, like, level one, it goes all the way back to the top. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was annoying. Oh, God. It's yeah. like, I just want to take all of these first level things when I have four fives and maybe a six or so and just get rid of it and scroll all the way down. Oh, you're Omni-Gel now, then all the way back up to what's actually equipped. Okay, so I have two things. So yeah. before we get too far away from the Mako thing, I didn't have any complaints with it personally. I, I enjoyed using the vehicle and driving around. The only part I did find frustrating is I think it's a side quest when you go to find out about the missing platoon or whatnot on that dry, arid planet. Yeah, that, that is one of the, the side quests. I guess yeah. I should I should be more specific. I did like using it. It was fun, and plus for the fact when those what was it the the colossal gets you could just you yeah could, you could just mow it down with the mako. That was neat. Just driving it was a pain because yeah. if it went off to the side, if you didn't always correct it, it didn't really follow properly. I, I feel like they use similar controls to like um, the Halo vehicles almost. Kind of. They they were a little less responsive with the with the turning radius though, and. What would happen to me that was frustrating was if I got into a tight situation and I wasn't going straight through it and I got like a little cockeyed, it would it would just end up like I'd be doing the fucking Austin Powers thing of like, oh, reverse forward, reverse forward, turn <laughs> yeah, a little right. bit and get out. Yeah. Sick reference. <laughs> Best references. I, I would like to, to say that 
to me, the Mako was not the most frustrating part of the game, and we've already touched on it. Uh, Harry, it's, your eyes are lighting up. But w- what I want to say is that, for the most part, the Mako, like, at first, I thought, because the, the all the information for the planets and the gravity and, like, how many days, rotation, all that stuff is there. So the first time I used it, I was like, oh, it's really, like, bouncy and sort of, like, loosey-goosey here because of the planet. And then I went to the next planet, and it handled exactly the same way. I thought, oh, okay, so this was their choice to make it handle like this. And I just feel like it's not optimized. I don't think it's, I don't think it's broken, but it, it needed a little bit more work. So what, what's your guys' gripe with the game? Can I, can I chime in? Yeah, go, go for ahead. it. The decryption minigame. Uh, oh, that was easy. No, that was I maybe did five the entire game. I had to pay for everyone. Wow, really? really? Yeah. See, Simon I, I just, says you're not good at that game? No, couldn't do it. It's it, not like Simon It timed says. out so fucking quickly <laughs> for me. I just, I couldn't do it. It does go pretty quick. I didn't like how it didn't ever change. Like, easy decryption, average decryption, hard decryption. It's all the same. You just added a couple extra push buttons. That's it. Yeah. Three, five, or seven. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was a big part of the game. Like, you would encounter it so many times in each mission, and it's like, this could determine... A certain amount of wealth yeah and if you're not good at this game like you're just going to struggle as far as compensation financially in the game i see i see why you didn't sell your stuff yeah i mean because if I, you're keeping I had, them for i had to keep breaking it down to pay for unlocking more you know what i mean it was, it was a terrible cycle that i was stuck in that i could just never get ahead it was just keep bare minimum to was... equip my guys and then does it does it speed up when you hit a red like bumper like does the time go down because I, I didn't have any trouble with it. I played it on the PC. No. Version, so you, I thought it was like 15 seconds for any of them. Oh, it you, is. You play, you, wait, did you play on PC? I did, actually. It's a different mini game. It is? C- completely. No, oh, I didn't know There that. was like a dial or something you have to, right? Yeah, it's it's a circular maze. Oh, yeah, oh. no. That's, oh, yeah, uh, that was, that's completely different. That's yeah. completely different. Yeah. 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 On this, this one, it's like, a, yeah, it's like Simon. It's like Simon hit. says. I agree, though. That it, it's a little too fast because it, it flashes twice. And if you're not pressing it during the second flash, you've missed. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which actually brings yeah. me to my next point. What level did everybody get to? I don't know. I was 37. I don't remember. I've had a, I've I've maxed a character yeah. at some point. The reason I ask is I got I always hated how little amount of money you got. So when you got the Spectre, you can buy the Spectre shit, except it costs a fucking and I never had enough money. Well, I found this playthrough actually paid attention. When you hit like level 30, I think, or 35, mm-hmm. the amount of money you get is ridiculous. You kill one thing, you're getting like 20 grand. Yeah, I, I ended with like 200,000. Yeah, like yeah. I had yeah, over $3 million of gold or whatever the hell it is. Holy cow. Units. Yeah, credits. there you go. Credits. Like, it was unit. a ridiculous amount of money. I kitted everybody out right before I went to Ilios, and I still had a good 500,000 credits I afterwards. I didn't buy anything. You're not missing anything. You can really get almost everything top. Yeah, I, I didn't buy playing. much of anything either. Yeah. I, I, just, I found stuff. everything I would want to buy was always out of my reach. Like the entire game, or it just wasn't worth the amount of money to the or game, something like that. It just seemed like everything was like exponentially expensive. It, was- it would pretty much end up, Harry, where it, that's actually something that kind of pissed me off. Where I would get done a mission, I sell everything, I have a bunch of money, and I buy a new assault rifle for a shepherd. The next, very next mission I go on. I find that exact same one, but oh. I just spent like thirty, fifty thousand dollars on this thing because I'm getting a leg up. No, fuck you. You just got another free one, which <laughs> works because I can give it to one of my squad members. But that's 
that I didn't worry about. It's them probably much. best to say that the currency you earn in this game is probably used for end game equipment or or late or late game upgrades at that point. Well, the 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 best stuff that you can buy is the Spectre gear. You'll sometimes find that on on missions and stuff, but a lot of the Spectre gear. Oh, you mean at CSEC? Yeah, it's yeah. like your top notch. I stuff. never went back to him. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, that, that's yeah, where that's I the, would. That's the best gear I in the never game. I would went back. buy all my stuff from him, but even that, I would buy the best thing from him and then find the exact same assault rifle. That happened at least two or three times for that's me. So, so weapons aren't Spectre gear. Only the armor is Spectre gear. Oh. One of the best things that you can actually do is buy the licenses from people that you find. That I did. And then your requisitions officer has like some really good stuff, too. Oh, I would just buy those because it said unique item. I had no idea what that was actually doing. Yeah, so that actually <laughs> unlocks different tiers of stuff for your requisitions officer on the Normandy. Oh, don't laugh at me, Kyle. <laughs> I, I saw that. It's a, it, If I see something, and some of them usually it wasn't that expensive to buy them, so... Why the hell not? Oh, yeah. I always noticed that he had the best weapons in the game. It, where you start maxing out towards the end. Like, where you start hitting level 5 and 6 Yeah, with your with your gear. Like, you can expand on your grenades, and you can expand on your uh, med gels, which definitely oh. helps. I finished with points. 6 med gels, I think. I had 9. 9. I gotta admit, Harry, I was the same way in terms of the the items and drops. Like, I didn't buy weapons or armor in the game. Everything that I use it picked up, which I think is a testament to the difficulty or just the way that it's laid out. I didn't think the game in general was very difficult. If I got to a, a like I did get to one point. So when you try to get Rex's armor, I died maybe, you know, five or six times going after those dudes. Now I've been fighting the Gek the whole time. And I was like, oh, I need to change the ar- the the ammo for my weapons because everybody's been using armor piercing and now I'm deep fleshies. So, <laughs> uh Actually, for that mission, I went in and, you know, killed everybody, and then I, I couldn't hack the the actual terminal to get to get his armor for him. And it didn't matter who I had in my party or if I went back to the to the Normandy and came back and tried to get it again. Like, I, I couldn't... So I basically did the mission and couldn't get the reward. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And for me, the single most frustrating thing in this game was just the limit of items you could have and converting them to Omnigel. Not so much that... You can only have so many, but what will happen is you'll trigger a container and open it, and you do not get the option of what you want to get rid of. The new items in that container, you have to turn them to Omnigel. You can't escape out of the menu. You can't look at your inventory. You are forced to delete, get rid of those items, and then you have to go in and get rid of more stuff so you can actually retrieve the items on the next crate. Which is sort of, I guess, in terms of a gameplay mechanics, like, okay, we're going to reprimand you for not doing item management by forcing you to delete these new, better items. So the next time you'll remember that you need to have enough space before opening a crate, even though I did it over and over and over again. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they give you a warning at like one thirty or one thirty-five every That's time true. you open something. I, I never, I never had that many items. <laughs> no, I never really? got any. I of was those always, messages. I was always like selling and active inventory managing. To be quite honest, I actually didn't know you could sell things. I was actually pissed for the longest time. Like, why the fuck can't you sell anything in this game? And then found out on Vermeer I can sell my shit. I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch. This whole time, this whole time. <laughs> Also, I didn't know there was a cap on items. Like that's how much it was. I was completely unaffected by it. I didn't know until halfway through the game 
when it was like, oh, by the way. Yeah, it's one. Uh, and then and then I got like, and it was like, I oh, got so I was... sick and tired of clearing it out. It, it was just like, oh my God, come on. Like, I, like, I didn't want to get rid of all my cryo rounds. Like, because I had, cause, or cryo or what. I wanted to keep at least one of something. And then I was thinking about my whole party. I was like, what if I come across an enemy who everybody needs to have fire rounds? Okay, I'm overthinking it because yeah. every three crates I have to delete stuff. No, I, I will. That was one of my points in this game, and some of the different aspects we're talking about. I think the equipment management in this game sucks. Just overall, I, I think it, it it could have been a lot better, and it was frustrating. And I think that was one of the most time consuming parts of the game. So one of my gripes was the combat. I really didn't like that the guns were heat based. You had unlimited ammo as long as you didn't let it overheat. I didn't actually like that at all. See, see, I like that. I, I, I like the idea of a... Uh... <laughs> Kyle wants to just hold the trigger button down and run forward. <laughs> All right, so the one thing I didn't like when you're at the, the map, the galaxy map, certain solar systems mm-hmm. that, that you visit, you have all those options of planets to visit, but a lot of them that you click on is, boom, here's some text. Uh, no ability to, to land on the planet or visit it. Or even do like a flyby to check for resources. Like I even like some of the ones where you could ch- scan it for resources. But I was like, damn it. Why can't I be playing No Man's Sky right now? <laughs> wow. I know why you guys are laughing. I think. <laughs> oh, you, you I think know. I know why you guys are laughing. Sorry. Um, no, no. I'm just kidding with that. But Yeah, there's, there's one for scanning, two for text. Which um, you can actually get like some actual like meaningful. Codex codex out of that for sure there's also one that you can hop on to yeah and then to go along with you on the galaxy stuff like i hated that when you went to zoom out i always hit the wrong fucking button when oh uh, yeah i I, like, I would always close that as well this? i was so angry all the time I, I can't say I did that. No, I didn't have a problem following the instructions on the screen. On <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure it said something there, too. I'm just so used to playing a PS4 that every time I did it, it just took me into the Normandy. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so going back to the combat, uh, the other thing I didn't like was they had a cover-based combat, kind of like Gears of War, nowhere near as fluent. Yeah, it didn't work. No. Yeah, like, yeah, I found myself getting stuck on walls. I'm like, what the fuck are you hiding from? They're right next to you. Like, you want to get behind something before you do cover. And you couldn't move from cover to cover very fluently. Like, you basically just started running, and then hopefully you went back into cover. It was very frustrating. I rarely used it in this one. Yeah. In the first one, I I would just, like, navigate to a point where I was, like, not in direct line of sight with somebody and be like, okay, I'm just going to sit here, let my shields recharge, things like that. Because even with the... um, even with the cover system, the cover system was like fucked in this one. You know, you're, you're sitting there with your back against the wall and you have your gun in front of you and you're still getting shot in like the kneecap, even though the kneecap isn't like visible, but there's like, it's, I mean, it's not a true shooter either. No, I was going to say it's, it's it's an RPG. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for very poor shit. Like if you're in this game for like the shooting aspect, it's, it's poor mistake. Yeah. No, this is not a shooter. It's kind of like Fallout, where it's like you know, um, if you have the if you have the reticle over somebody exactly, you'll still occasionally miss a shot, but if you have it near somebody, you'll also still sink shots as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, um, the the enemies. It was either like they were they were hardly hitting you, or they were using rockets and they were killing you in one hit. 
Like the rockets were really annoying. Yeah, the jugger the juggernauts sucked. And I think that also really depends they on were what tough. level level of game you played. Like, because you can do veteran, which if you is like the highest max you can do until you beat veteran, then you go into like insanity and like all this other stuff. Or you can do normal, the like the one below that. And like even in veteran mode, which I played this time, like it was a a cakewalk. Like they were barely hitting me, <laughs> except for like what you said, like with the rockets. Like you hit by a rocket and you're just done. So um, okay, I. As a negative, I would have to say that after the mission on Luna, which I think the mission on Luna was pretty dull. Luna was the rogue VI, right? Luna's the rogue VI that it's basically Earth's moon that you go to and you have to destroy all of the, you know, little little yeah. like um, drones or whatever. And after that, you get to pick your specialization. But for me, it was like Commando and... Like, I don't even know what the other one was because I, I didn't pick it. I just picked it. I had two options to pick for my specialization. Did you customize Shepard or did you pick one of the presets? I guess I picked a preset because it was the normal Shepard when you think Shepard. Well, see. No, go ahead. Normal Shepard to me is my Shepard. It's not right. The, yeah, you the, told the me default. that you don't you don't use default Shepard. I use default Shepard, but I didn't think that, that default Shepard can only be two different classes. If so you, when you say default Shepard, you don't mean his design and what he looks like. You mean no? I do. That's exactly what I mean. That's default Shepard can't be like a biotic. Yeah, because it's he, Fem Shep can be the biotic. Okay. Because that's they 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 predetermine two classes if you're going to go predetermined, but if you want to actually customize your character, it unlocks all the customization. The quick start is you get the default characters, which only gives you the default classes, which I didn't know. I don't I don't remember any of this. Did yeah. you customize your character? No. Say so there's a total of six classes, I believe. Yeah, there's six different classes. Oh. Which yeah, did you I, choose on Luna, or did you not go to Luna? <sighs> which I don't. The moon. Is it an optional one? Yeah, it's a side quest. I mean, you don't have to I go there. I may have missed it then. It's basically when you enter a solar system, they're like, oh, hey, this is... I can't remember his name. It's basically one of the commanders of the... The Admiral? The, yeah, the Admiral. And he's like, we really need you to go here, and then you can argue with him if you want, and then you end up going if you really want to anyway. It, it happens in like four or five or six different solar systems, so it's it's a side quest. You don't have to do it. You know, I was going to say, because all of this is all over my head, I didn't... Yeah. The only time I ever picked anything was when I was setting up the character in the beginning, which I did like the right, full customization. I mean, that it wasn't like a big thing. It was like, oh... So you, you, so you, you picked you, one of the six classes? Yeah. For what it's worth, having two options, which were very close, it seemed to me, for what they could do, there was no crazy thing, I think was lame. And the actual Luna mission was lame. Well, but I understand where you're coming from, that I, I picked that... I just didn't realize what I was in for when I picked it. Wait, hold on, hold on. When you first made your character, you didn't pick from six classes? Not that I remember. I guess. Did you pick I like did. your background and all that stuff? My background? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember any of that. Really? You yeah. guys like missed, like, you can make your background, like. Oh, his story. Yeah, his story, like, oh, like, you're a soul survivor or you're, like, a tough, a coos, hardened. Like a survivor of a coos is what, Or, like, a I'm war yes. hero or something else. Yeah. yeah, where you basically got to 
choose like kind of his attitude and then you were able to pick kind of like like a class like yeah, these dialogue soldiers this is before we're in the game this, this is before, before you're in the game this and, and people reference in... it all the time <clears throat> well yeah they referenced a and they talked about for you for me because that's did. what you picked yeah, yeah like they always like i did the choice of where um it's uh mission first over everything else mission objective first over everything else yeah okay. so so they kept bringing up like oh yeah like you only care about your mission like you let all those people die and then like his like snappy retort to that would be like yeah but i got it done and that's what's important the whole reason we're standing here right now is because i got that done and they actually reference that too in the very beginning. So when they start talking about, I think it's Anderson and Udina actually. Yep. Their conversation will be different based upon what you chose. So like for yours, Clark, what you were just talking about, they're like he always gets the mission done, and that's who we need being inspector yep. kind of thing. And it'll okay. be different if you go on one of the other routes. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I didn't preface that to you guys, but like, go full custom. If you guys are gonna play this again. Go full customization. Make your own character. It's it, way better that way. Like I made him look like me. It was like I was saving the galaxy. See, mine, oh, my shepherd to me, I always recreate the same one. It's like the black hair, and it's the handlebar mustache that connects up to his sideburns. <laughs> so here's a couple of fun facts, actually, about the moon, since we're talking about it. The, the, the probe that you find on the moon was actually the probe sent by Russia in 1974's TCCP Luna 23. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty unique. And when you actually defeat the VI, it, the whole binary code that it shows you just puts out help. <laughs> oh, right. That's that cool. I did know. Yeah, I did, I did look that up and see it, yeah. Soviet Russia, All right, the so, effect so is you. What's some of the gameplay aspects that you guys appreciated? Me personally, I loved all the choices in the dialogue and you, stuff like that. Are like, you I, talking the Paragon versus Renegade for the you, most part? Yeah, so like the the whole Paragon versus Renegade thing. I love playing as a Renegade. I think it's an amazing way to play this series. What I really appreciate about it is the fact that they've gone into so much detail based on these choices that you make that you get to, like, you can skip certain things if you're re going Renegade or Paragon, for that matter. I mean, and it, Paragon Renegade thing, to me anyway, ties into the story as well because it does have different outcomes. But also, like, it's just one of those things that it makes the two between gameplay and story mesh in a way that is, like, I think really important to what makes this game special. They did a phenomenal job with the Paragon Renegade and shaping your future and shaping the future in the next couple games like i think it's the first time i've ever seen that really i mean i don't know if there were others that did it but this is the first one i played like that and it blew my mind yeah it's brilliant in that regard honestly a genius concept executed well well it really shows how much effort really went into the game i mean to go that in depth to have what was it over forty thousand? what was it like four or five novels worth of text just just in that yeah and then to kind of spread that out and there may be some things that you will never see if you play through a hundred times you're still probably going to miss something somewhere and that's still that's kind of incredible in a way uh the one thing I, I will say on that so i found out early in the game about about the choice system and there was a couple that they, they had the shaded out boxes because i i wasn't 
high enough uh, leveled up in, in one one or the other. It was Charm or what was the other one? Intimidate. 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 Thank you. My favorite. After that point, I was like, I'm always going to max this out to at least leave those options open. And I eventually did go Paragon for the most part, but I'm not going to say I was exclusive to that because there was quite a few renegade decisions I made just because not only did I think it was the best choice at that time, but there was a couple I thought were more interesting for dialogue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Did anybody else experience any glitches, so to yes. speak? Nothing huge, but I, I did experience a couple. So what did you experience? I had a problem with the Mako twice. Uh, I forget which planet it was on where I think it was the first time with the Mako. You had to drive. I forget exactly what it is. It's before a cutscene comes in or where someone starts saying something. It would drive and then just stopped. I could still turn the wheels I could hit the jump button, the thruster still came out, but it just glitched and stopped. Weird. And then I would exit the vehicle, it would jump up about 15 feet ahead of where I was at, and then I could get back in and continue on my way. Hmm. So again, the Mako is the bane of my existence when it comes to this game. Fuck you, Mako. All right, then. I, I experienced a couple. Um, I got to kill multiple Thresher Malls multiple times like i'd kill a thresher mall be like oh cool it's dead and then his motherfucker would pop right back up i'm like oh okay let's do this again so i would kill it and get the extra experience and money which i thought was pretty cool huh i never experienced anything like that i have experienced weird glitches or like hitting an invisible rock in the mako and just all of a sudden you're like flipping over and over and over again (laughs) yeah no That sounds hilarious. No, seriously, like, <laughs> like, like on Vermeer, I'm just like driving, 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 driving. It open water because it's pretty much like you're just driving through water, just like hmm 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 hmm, just driving my stupid little Mako, and oh my god, why? <laughs> just flipping out of control. And then the other Do a one. barrel roll, Fox. Z or R twice. <laughs> Harry and Steven, or Harry and uh, Clark, you guys will appreciate this. I was fighting some Krogan, and Caden was just like, "Up, oh, fuck you, lifted one up, and then just cracking it right out. <laughs> <laughs> just lifted it right out of the atmosphere. Just like, oh, there it Caden's OP. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't dead. It just, whoosh, there He's it goes. broken. Uh, I didn't really experience any glitches that I can uh, think of off the top of my head. I mean, there might have been one or two things there. Overall, and this is part of graphics, I felt like, Sometimes Shepard would like his eyes would like look kind of weird. Like what? This is great. It's making for great audio. <laughs> yeah, sorry. His eyes are kind of like dart, and his brow would be weird. Like he's looking kind of goofy. But it, I mean, I don't think that's that doesn't count as a glitch. But like nothing comes to mind. <laughs> He'd wink sometimes. <laughs> graphics. All right. Yeah. So let's let's get into the graphics, Ralph. Uh, I felt that you know, for a game that's that's ten years old, that that this held up pretty well. Um, I mean, obviously from two thousand seven, it's part of the HD era, so the games were the games were made for an HD display, so you know it has to have a certain level of graphic fidelity. I played it on the PC, and I tried to to optimize and max everything out, and even still, I think there are some better textures that you can download or mod the game, but I didn't do any of that, and. I could it, it looked a little janky here and there like a lot of the close-ups and like the the character's eyes like really didn't look good for my for my playthrough um, and again like I said I tried to max out all of the 
the graphics, you know, my laptop could handle it. I think it looks good for a 10-year-old game, but I, you could tell it wasn't something new. Yeah, I man, I remember playing this the first time, and I thought the graphics were incredible. I, I think it has to do with also the design of all the different species. Like, I, I think they did an amazing job at crafting their own, making it feel like its own universe. Yes, like, the facial recognition has been you know, done so many times better since then, but the 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 aesthetics of the universe and how pretty some of the environments are in the game, I just, I, I, lo- I love the graphics. I had no problem going back to them and s- still seeing that, yes, while it is technically still last gen, I, I still think some of it's on par. It, it made it for a nice transition from everything we've gotten used to playing now and going back and playing through it again, where I'll agree with you, where it was it was still a good segue where you can tell, yes, this was, you know, we've had better things come out where it got a lot more in-depth and in other detail, but it had a lot just on its own. But you could definitely still tell, like, sometimes, like, when they were walking, where it wasn't quite all on the ground, it kind of, like, shuffled along when they would take the steps, yeah. or just... It's a random thought, but there is on um, Elos where you're shepherd and walking away and there's a close up of his boot and it's just a weird rounded texture. Yeah, and then I it goes to his face and the face looks awesome. So I feel like, you know, they did focus on some of the really good ones, but I know um, there's a lot of others like me that just tend to see one little thing over here. I'm like, oh, look at that. All right. <laughs> So in regards to the different races, I, I did want to point out, I, I think they were very distinguished among themselves. Like, you know, really quickly, just looking at the screen, boom, that's a Salarian, that's a Krogan, that's a Sari. I think they really took the time to distinguish those different races instead of like repalatizing or, or something like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's not like green alien, blue alien, red yeah, alien, exactly. brown alien. Yeah, like, yeah, I... The design of the aliens is something that I could just literally look through a book at and be in awe of. I really think the design, like, just like Garrus, like the Turians, really, the way their mouth moves with like the uh, like the little like blade. It's like, it's very predator-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's just really like an uh, just the different aesthetics just kind of made made the game for me. I really liked just watching uh, Rex talk. Yeah, I would just be mesmerized by like all the things that all the parts that were like, like moving in the way that it looked so believable. Oh, and how he had like the giant scar yeah, like across, his, yeah. across yeah. his face, and it all lined up perfectly every time he was talking, mm-hmm. and like how you could it, it looked like towards the end of his lip, it's where his like lip started to actually heal up a little bit, and like start to form the actual lip again, and it just like. Little nuances like that, I think, are what made the, made the graphics. And um, to go back to the the Torians, yeah, uh, I started to get a feel for what I thought was age in their faces. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Garrus or Nihilus, and then look at Saren, there's yeah. a big difference between that. And at first, I thought they're just like, oh, like they always have different paint on their face or different lines or whatever. Because like you first, because Nihilus and Saren side by side, you think, okay, they're the same race. They look a little different, but that's no big deal. But as you play and see more and more Turians, I started to get a feeling that Saren was like an aged, grizzled warrior. Like you could see, you could see it in his face, kind of. Yeah, they old motherfucker. They they almost like it. Almost looks like they become more pale as they get older. 
Right. And I thought his like tendrils were longer. Yeah. Or yep. something. But yeah. And if you notice they're not all the same too. Like to your point, Saren had like the two going back and I think he had like one up front. And then you had Garrus, who had like four of them going on up here, something like that. They're not all the same, just like obviously. So, so I am very, very much into astronomy. And the, the one appeal that uh, really stood out to me when I was taking an astronomy class in college is like, I think the universe is very beautiful to look at. If you look through a spacey book, it's just like the, the different nebulas and everything like that. And I don't think this game failed to capture the beauty of space more or less. Like they really put in the detail to show like those different uh, aspects of the galaxy and like space travel. And I, I think it was, it was definitely well appreciated on my end. You're Just talking, visually, it was very visually stimulating. Yeah. You're talking like when you actually like flew to a galaxy and you're like, Oh, I'm in this galaxy or not this galaxy, but like, Oh, I'm in this cluster. And like the gases reach off to this direction and like that. Yeah. Now I, I completely agree with you on that. They did a phenomenal job yeah. with that. Um, the one thing I was actually a little disappointed in was if you guys did a lot of the side missions, it was very cookie, cookie cutter. Like they had like anytime you had an outpost, every outpost looked the exact same on the outside. Every outpost looked the exact same on the inside. The only mm. difference was where they placed the boxes and what enemies you fought inside. Same with your mines and your like your subterranean ones. But like whichever one it was, they're almost all identical to each other. All right, let's get into the music. Music. So it had a very, at times, 80s synth feel. Oh my god, I loved it. I no, I, I that that was the first thing I wrote down for this because it it really appealed to me, and it was, it it made me almost feel like I was in a sci-fi movie from that that era. Oh yeah, as well. probably Absolutely. intentional. Yeah, no, no, I think that was a good way to set it up too, to kind of, because I mean, you start bringing those emotions from outside the game in to kind of get you started. Like, you know what I mean, though? Yeah, it kinda, absolutely. Kind of motivates you to get into it right away. Where I think a lot of games have a struggle to immerse you in the game right away, and it takes like hours and hours. I feel like that music to pull in your own emotions helped with that. Yeah, like that's what I meant. Like the first fifteen minutes when I played the game, like I, I liked the music from the beginning, and everything started. I was, I was kicking myself for not starting this franchise sooner. The music was definitely a part of that. I did read that I think it was two different composers that worked on this. Yeah, I believe so. So sometimes the music will feel very different depending on what you're doing. And I'll freely admit that at work and at home here and there, I've already started to listen to, um, I think it's just the menu, the menu music, which I heard again when we went to the Prothean Ruins and met um, Virgil, I think. I really enjoyed the music. No, I thought it was very sad. One I've looked up on YouTube and listened to a couple couple times already, the the ending credits song that plays. It's like an eight-minute track. It's, like, it's really a long track, but it, I don't know, it was just so fucking solid. I don't I don't. I can't. I can't describe it any better than that. But. I didn't listen to that one. I pushed escape because I needed to get here for the podcast. I think the the game had did a really good job with the inspirational music. Like it, like my three points of really enjoying the game. Like when you became Inspector, fucking love that music. Made me get a chills. I was like, oh yeah, I'm a badass. Same thing when like you survived the uh, Reaper or um, the whole thing with Saren. Awesome music again. Just overall, they did a they did a great job with the music. I also really liked the um, the star map music. Getting a little bit away from the music, I know we do the um, the voice acting in this segment as well. Yes. So, I know you guys wanted to mention a couple... I know we did it earlier, but maybe it's a good point to bring it up again. But 
some of the, the voice actors for this game. Like I did write Seth Green down immediately. I was like, Seth that, Green. That, he, he does a yeah. lot of voice acting too. And I think that was a perfect role for, for, oh, yeah. for, for his character. Choice, yeah. yeah, definitely. Keith David too. Is, I is, love Keith David and everything he does. This. Well, which one was Keith David? Uh, Anderson. Yeah. Anderson. Okay. He's in a lot of stuff. Yes, I, I recognize is. the voice. I, I just couldn't put a face face to it. Um, he always seems to have like some type of like commander, presidential like voice, something that goes along with it. He's a president in Rick and Morty, Morty isn't he? I think he might be correct on that. I, I think He's he the might president be. Rick and Morty. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, what's the Saints Row? Yep. He's in the Saints Row games. He's literally in everything. He's in the movie <laughs> They Live. He's in The Thing. Kudos. Kudos for all He's your in the voice thing? acting work. Yeah. He's Charles. Yes. Okay. Okay. He, I'm glad you brought that up. He's in They Live. Yeah, he's in They Live. Yes, he's, he is. He's he, yeah, he Roddy is. Piper's. Uh, <laughs> they have that fight for like. That's the greatest minutes. fight. Fucking. Ever. Yeah, there's there's an eight minute fight in that movie that is just the best. <laughs> so he's like, put these on. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I ain't putting them on. And he like steps on him. He's like, I got another box of them. Like, <laughs> you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> so a couple things. I did not like about the voice acting. I said it was good most of the time. There there are some moments most that there are some moments that are fucking atrocious. Some of the voice acting for John Shepard is a little rough. You didn't uh, Oh, really? <laughs> you didn't You, you think so? <laughs> I I'm just I'm just being very clear with that point. There, there was a couple scenes that I'm like like the, it's like lacking emotion or something. I think is the best way to describe it. It's just, it just seems forced at certain times. I found a really big difference between like the voice levels and when you went into combat and started shooting, like from initially in the beginning. Because when I would play, I would have it where I was playing at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. So not trying to keep it too loud. I wanted to hear what people were saying, so I'll turn it up to where I could actually hear the voices at a normal volume. As soon as I went into combat, I felt like I was rushing to turn down uh, my speakers, or at least I even went into the options menu and tried cranking it. I would have to bring it down a lot just to try to get it on par where the voices were as compared to, you know, gunshots. That might also be your, um, like your home theater system or whatever. No. No? <laughs> no, so matter of fact. Well, I mean, it could be like if you have speakers attached to your TV, like that could be a factor. I just don't know. No, okay. Because <laughs> I I played it on two TVs because I played it in my living room that has the that has like the little home theater speaker set up, and then I also played it on my bedroom TV, which is just the TV, and I found the same thing with for both of them. I really found that the sniper rifle is a very satisfying weapon to use and i, I would think agree the sound yeah. has yeah. to do with that similar to the shotgun Bow. they both really seem to have a you know a legitimate punch to them the assault rifle started to really like grate on my ears after a while mostly because i would use the um the overheat uh the overheat thing where you where you can just fire infinitely for a short amount of time so i would just push that and and go and the only thing that i felt was kind of weak was like the melee where it's just like mm. Actually, <laughs> that's a very good point that I, I meant to bring up. I thought melee in this game was shit. Well, yeah, I and mean, it it's me not very your main. Sad. It should be. You should be able to melee <laughs> the fuck out of people. I, I yeah. like how even before some of the enemies die, they go, 
like when you hit them, they like go limp on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you just like shoot them then at that point. But I don't know. It just seems like some of these big dudes that are charging you and you melee them once, like like some of the uh, Krogans. No, what's the robot fucker? The Geth. Geth. Yeah. Geth. Thank you. Like and then they just go limp on the ground, but you know, like you still see their health bar kind yeah. of thing, and it just—I thought that was—that's odd. That's that's a little odd. One more sound thing I did like how before you do the final jump, I guess, to uh, the one planet, and after after Caden has died, the music on the Normandy is like a piano medley. It's it's different. Oh, that's different because Caden didn't die for me. <laughs> well, okay, Caden yeah. died for me after the after the death on. After the nuke goes off, after you you meet Saren and have that short battle, yeah. you go back to the Normandy, there the music is just a piano. Yeah, it is different. Huh, good catch on that. I didn't I didn't even know that. I thought it was a nice touch. Alright, let's move on to final thoughts. Final thoughts. See, like Ralph was saying earlier, like I am sad that I pushed this game off for so long. But I I probably should have dove into this one quite a bit ago and I, I probably even would have enjoyed it more if it was like a brand new game as well um but i am glad i finally did get to play it i definitely want to see where the, the rest of the trilogy goes i mean the, the story captivated me enough just to to, kn- to know that but yeah no I, I have a lot of positive things to say about the game steve i'll jump right in that boat with the other two and say it would have been cool if i actually played this a while ago i mean don't get me wrong it's still cool now but at least where it has been pushed off for so long and so many people that I know have played and enjoyed it. And this is just finally the first time I'm getting around to it. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I'm looking forward to a second playthrough because I know there's a lot of stuff I missed just for a little bit of time constraint. And that is not the way I usually play these games. So to know that there's so much more, I'm just looking forward to that. And then number two and number three, and then Andromeda, as long as they keep me for another two games, which I don't see a problem with that. Coming into this, I knew exactly what I was getting into. This is like my seventh playthrough, and the fact that I can say that shows that this game is fantastic, and I would I would play it again another seven times. I look fully forward to playing Andromeda because of how good this entire series was. So I, I would highly recommend it to anybody who has a... Uh, a love for a game like this. Ralph? Well, as um, Harry and Steve said, you know, I really feel that I wish I had started this franchise sooner. It doesn't really diminish the experience now um, because I can just jump right into Mass Effect 2 and 3 if I really wanted to. I could just buy them and, and do it. But I do see that maybe when I see something like a game where I'm like, you know what, that's probably something I would really like, I should take the plunge. Buy the ticket, take the ride. I don't know why I didn't I should have started with Mass Effect 2 because, like I said, I, I didn't hear anything about this game when it was new. It wasn't until Mass Effect 2 hit that I learned about the franchise, and I probably should have started then. 2009, I think, is when Mass Effect 2 came out. 2009, 10. And in the, in the, you know, the years since then, all I ever heard was that the second one is amazing and the third one, the ending sucks. That's it. No one ever really talked about Mass Effect, the first one. I was pleasantly surprised for the entire game. I sort of had an idea what I was in for because I played Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, which I recommend to all of you, but I'm very pleased with this experience and I'm going to play it again and again and probably finish out the franchise. I think this game is incredible. 
I'm really into anything sci-fi, and I, as a piece of media in general, I think this is some of the best sci-fi that you can get out there, period. Um, the story just through the entire trilogy is incredible, uh, and I really think that this is an amazing foundation for that trilogy. I'm really happy to see that you guys want to actually continue and, and go through it. And as somebody who's been loving it from the beginning, I just I continue to love this game every time I play it. All right, so let's move on into the score. The score. Ralph, go ahead first. I think I'm going to go with an 85 on this. You know, it. I, I can't really think of any anything negative. Or, I mean, overall, the experience was good, you know, but it, to me, this is an 85. Mass Effect from me is going to get a... An A, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I see what you did, you sneaky. Actually, I'm going to go with a B-plus on this. Um, almost A. It's like borderline cusp i really want to but I, it's cuspy I don't, it is cuspy it's <laughs> it's being so yeah b plus all right harry cool above parasite even x come to but below silent hill i'm gonna give it an 8.0 okay all right so as is tradition i'm going to continue with my arbitrary review score i'm going to give this one sovereign up your citadel <laughs> Every two Omni gels to your four Krogan testicles. I'm glad you feel that way, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do mine based off everybody's just like last time. So I would grade this a 95% as per Ralph. Uh, Steve, I would give it an A, not a minus or a plus, just a flat A. Um, going with Harry, I would actually put this on par with Earthbound. I would put it at a 9.5, but not above it. And then... Coming up with one for Clark, I would give it <laughs> two dead Reaper agents and one new galactic leader. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Too relevant. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what about a few bananas short of a bunch? That seemed relevant. <laughs> Ooh. It's because it was. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's the third podcast that's going to make it into. <laughs> Goddamn Danky Kang. <laughs> Danky Kang County. Cool. All right, so usually we do questions from our listeners here. Just hit us up on our Facebook posts. You'll see them the nights before we record. Uh, you can get those in, and we will be able to uh, answer them on the air. As long uh, as they're not deleted. Oh, Ralph, don't don't throw yourself under the bus. All right, yeah, Ralph screwed up one time, so if you guys didn't hear your questions, yeah, bl A, blame Ralph. B, oh, go ahead and, and, and right. look for the posts. You're the one that inter interjected there. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think it's also important to note, you don't have to wait for us to post about the questions. Feel free to send us an email anytime at superfunpodcastgo at gmail.com. Yep, just put questions in, in your um, subject. That way we'll we'll see them. Amongst our various other emails that we're getting there. Yeah, it helps weed out the dick pics. <laughs> yeah. <Har> <laughs> it's so much dick. I don't know why Harry keeps sending them to us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't text message enough? <laughs> <laughs>
Also, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, just subscribe. Go ahead and give us a rating. Write a review for us. We'll read it live on the air. All right, guys. We know you've been waiting very patiently for the announcement of our winners from the January iTunes Review Contest. Contest, bitches. Contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that worked nice. Loving it. <laughs> Isn't there a synonym for contestants, though, in this? I don't know. How about just winners? <laughs> Contest winners. <laughs> Isn't there like a synonym? For, <laughs> do I look like a fucking thesaurus? <laughs> so we have our four randomly selected contest winners. If you hear your name, please send us an email with shipping information so we can get you your free t-shirt. The following winners are Dalton Coder, Adam Rock, all Girl 1824 and AKA Citizen Snips. Congratulations. Congratulations. If one of you four lucky contestants won, please send us an email to superfunpodcastgo at gmail.com with the shipping information. Shipping and handling is required. It's not, I'm kidding. It's totally free. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so real quick, let's get into what our next title is going to be. Devil May Cry, the original. Yes, because you might poke it with a stick and it might cry. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Uh, how do you want me to outro it now? Out, out Commander. Commander. Normandy, out. Normandy, out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we're done. Game over. Game over. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.